0: On this week's episode of Gritty Birds, we're celebrating Pete Krebs. He's being inducted into the Oregon Music Hall of Fame this weekend, days after the triumphant return of the band that made his name, Hazel. And the double release of Hazel, live in Portland, and hey, Pete Krebs, his greatest hits album.
1: Who knows if Hazel will play again? That's always the big question. So it's like, you know, I'd like to be able to, you know, with the release of this record and, you know, the three shows be able to rock the house, you know, and mm-hmm. because that's what we do.
0: You're listening to KXRY, Portland X-Ray FM, 107.1 and 91.1. My name is Jenny Wren Stotrup. I'm an artist, producer, and podcaster based out of Portland, Oregon. Every week, I share a new story straight from the voice of a successful artist or industry professional. Want to know the secrets of the grittiest in music today? Stay tuned. Right now, there is one person who is on the tip of everybody's lips in Portland, Pete Krebs. The Portland native is having one hell of a week.
1: <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It is pretty it's crazy. It's pretty crazy stuff, you know. I, uh, you know, just life just keeps on unfolding in strange, unexpected ways, you know. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Krebs' career has spanned three decades, partly because of the eclectic nature of how he has explored music.
1: The Laurel Thirst started, I'm going to say, late 80s, 89 maybe. And I started playing there soon after it opened. And so it was before I started playing in Hazel, and Hazel started in 91. So um, there were a couple of years there. So that would have been, you know, like I was playing at Satyricon around the same time and the X-Ray and the Blue Gallery and places like that, and then I would go and play the Laurel Thirst as well. But two, I'm not going to say like completely distinct scenes, but two fundamentally distinct scenes. You know, that to me is like Satyricon in the late 80s. Um, And, you know, Portland uh, as a city, very different from the city that we know nowadays, you know. So it's like very much a time and a place to me. Um, And we got to play with a lot of really great bands during that period of time you know um, the Melvins and Steelpool Bathtub and Nirvana and um, and then with Hazel you know that was kind of a whole different deal I always sort of connect that with the X-Ray Cafe and yeah. also with La Luna so it's like these two kind of you know in some ways uh, co joined but also very disparate venues you know um, and vibes and stuff like that um, but with that group, you know, being able to play with bands like Dead Moon and, and, um, you know, Cracker Bash and Calamity Jane and, and, um, I, you know, I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's been really fun being able to kind of plug into different scenes and to, um, you know, play different, uh, styles of music and, You know, just get to know little, you know, completely independent groups.
0: Hazel formed out of the X-Ray Cafe in 1993. Krebs had been playing with Thrill Hammer, balancing the landscape of the different scenes of the X-Ray Cafe in The Laurel Thirst when he was first introduced to the other members of Hazel. Jody Blyle... Brady Smith and dancer Fred Nemo.
1: It was like friends of friends. We were sort of set up on a blind date, you know, as Brady, the bass player and I, um, were friends and we worked together at a warehouse in what is now the Pearl District. Um, and you know, he he moved down here from the Seattle area and uh um, you know, we we just kind of bonded over music, you know. So we would listen to cassettes all day and um got this idea to start a band after Thrillhammer, my earlier band broke up and uh uh so it was me and him and then his girlfriend at the time knew Jody uh and suggested that we go and meet her. So we went out to Reed College where she was at going to school and her band uh was playing and uh she was just like, uh, she she was just like going crazy on the drums. Like I I very clearly remember her just like it's like a force of nature on the drums. I was like, oh man, I want to play music with her.
0: One of the more unique aspects of Hazel is that the band fuses music with performance art, with the interpretations of Nemo,
1: Fred the our, um, dancer, um, was a friend of a friend of mine and I knew him from the Laurel Thirst scene. And so Fred is just like old school Portland freaky family, you know, he's just, uh, um, incredibly intelligent, incredibly well-read. Um, and like he's one of those people you know he lives his life as art and um so we all kind of came together and it was a really weird mix um we always joked that it was like the four elements you know um we (laughs) worked with and against each other at the same time yeah and uh um it wasn't engineered that way, you know, it wasn't like, oh, this is the sound. It just kind of, we all got in a room and we started playing and that's what came out.
0: Pete has a deep respect for drummer Jody.
1: I mean, I, I really feel that the um, the real musical person in that band is Jody. She's got natural talent. Mm-hmm. She's just good at it, you know. She's just good at stuff. And, and um, she has the ability to um, to bring a level of focused energy musically mm-hmm. that is really intense and inspiring and kind of scary at the same time. And I really work off of that well.
0: Hazel just released Hazel live in Portland. It was recorded over two shows in 1993 at X-Ray Cafe June 18th and the Outside In Benefit September 11th. This track is from their X-Ray Cafe show. It's called Big Fatty.
2: Hey Carmack, this is a great guitar. I love this thing. Really. This it's smugglers. <laughs> Of something from our past A memory or anything that's like a furnace blast Exhibit number one, the five ascetic setting sun, sets fire to someone, just like a father's only son. <laughs> Number two, this signal belongs to you. Its memory escapes me, I can tell that it hates me. Where can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Life is fast, and the time is slow. graph of me and you I'm not quite sure what I should do I could run away and hide I could put in a drawer pretend you died one question on my mind one question on my
0: You're listening to X-Ray FM, and that was Big Fatty, from Hazel, live in Portland. Hazel recently played a string of shows, beginning at Macefield Music Festival in Seattle, and two sold-out shows at Mississippi Studios. The band hadn't played in several years, so it felt like stepping into new skin.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting kind of going back 25 years and trying to relearn songs, and not only that, but kind of relearn the vibe. You know, because I've essentially been playing jazz for the last ten years. You know, yeah. with you know a few little sordid detours, but um, it's just a it's it's the same, but it's really different. And so, um, you know, going back and listening to a lot of the old records and and just trying to understand, not necessarily because I could figure out the chords, I could figure out the lyrics, I could figure out all the musical stuff, but it's more just kind of remembering what that vibe is, you know, and trying to make sure that I can kind of get inside of the music properly as opposed to playing in a Hazel cover band, you know, for the shows, which is what I don't (laughs) want to do.
0: With this latest reunion, the band attempted to be more deliberate, to try to recapture the feel, the original spirit of Hazel.
1: This time around, you know, we've all been in contact and stuff, and it seems like everybody's bringing their A game to this one. Like everybody's being really pre- they're getting really prepared. They're taking the time to really you know be able to play the music the way that it's supposed to be played. And yeah. I'm stoked about that. That's that to me. I mean, I'm not going to speak for anybody else in the band, but like for me it's like my love of preparation is just going to be way better um than it has been because this is really important to me i mean i don't you know we're all getting older and you know i mean who knows if hazel will play again that's always the big question so it's like you know i'd like to be able to you know with the release of this record and you know the three shows be able to rock the house you know and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because that's what we do
0: Hazel had a three-run reunion beginning at Macefield Music Festival. It was this festival that brought the band back together as it allowed Smith to come back across the country from New York. They returned to Portland for a sold-out two-show event at Mississippi Studios. One fan described the night as electric and nostalgic. Another described it, From just hearing a few chords the other night, I know that time travel is possible. It was an incredibly fun night that brought up fans and creatures, some who I haven't seen in over 20 years. It reminded me of what a tight-knit scene we are still lucky to have. Luckily, they aren't done yet, with a show on October 30th, supporting Chloe Udaly for City Council at the Left Bank Annex. On a side note, keep your eyes out for a short-run podcast I'm producing with Chloe, the Future of Portland podcast, which launches this week and focuses on young voices of color in the city. Let's spend a little more time with old Portland and take a listen to another track from Hazel Live in Portland from their September 11th, 1993 show at the Outside In Benefit. This is Jilted.
2: In touch as such, something happens. Like an angel, she always says alright. Anything will fly if you Hands on my eyes, face turned down, my wheels hit the ground. Now I'm jilted, now I'm jilted. I'm too tired to remember. Was it August, July or September? She was stronger than me. Don't get me started. As a fool and as hard as she parted. she waits to die. All I got is some pennies. She sets up my eyes and faced her down. My wheels to the ground. Now I'm he jilting, Now I'm he jilting. like you know man everything just doesn't feel right i need some time to make up my mind she said so i packed my bags full of promises indecision is a part of decision you can't always make the right decision and so it comes down i'm brokenhearted Now i now Now I'm Now 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 i I guess I'm tilting
0: That was jilted by Hazel from their recently released live album, Hazel, Live in Portland. You're listening to Gritty Birds on X Ray FM. This week we're talking to Pete Krebs. After Hazel ended, there was a brief period that he considered giving up music altogether.
1: This is some time ago, but I was I I think it was post Hazel, um, kinda when we stopped playing a lot together. And I was like, Screw it, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just be a carpenter, I'm gonna work on houses, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I got a job, um, uh, working out in the suburbs, um, building tract houses, you know, those planned neighborhoods kind of thing. And I'm physically, I'm not really a large person. I'm not very strong. Um, and it was a real challenge for me to hang with the guys I was working with and the guy who um, ran the crew was one of the old guitar players from Poison Idea and so he, you know he knew kind of like the music thing and one day in the middle of summer I'm up on top of a ladder trying to hang T-111 siding on the house and just like failing miserably just I'm not physically strong enough to be doing this and he's kind of like standing there watching me for a little while And I kind of tack it up, you know, and I get off the ladder and then go over to where he's hanging out. He's like, come here for a minute. And he just looks at me. He's like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing here? (laughs) And I thought that, like, I was in trouble or something. And he's like, no. I mean, it's like, you're a musician. You know, you can, you know, like, he knew about the music and stuff that I play. He's like, why are you out here doing this to yourself? This this, This doesn't fit. So and so basically, he, he very gently fired me with the advice that I, I should just go back to being a musician. So that's an example.
0: <laughs> that's a good
3: one. Yeah. I like
0: that. Pete got his start playing music young. He talks about the first records he ever bought.
1: Well, I've been playing guitar um, almost 40 years, I think, playing for 39 years now. Mm-hmm. And guitar has been my first and only instrument when I was young you know i started buying my own records when i was 10 and the first two records i got were um, magical mystery tour and nevermind the bollocks Here's the sex pistols okay yeah, it's like... and uh you know so i mean how could you not want to pick up a guitar after listening to those records?
0: They had a profound effect on him.
1: I think it's really interesting being like a 10-year-old kid listening to psychedelic music. Yeah. Like, like you know, I think that kids' minds are totally able to grasp, you know, mm-hmm. distorted reality just fine, you know. Um, but I remember that that record really, it scared the hell out of me, but it, it I definitely connected with it. But I just love the energy, um and the attitude of the, of the Sex Pistols record. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, then in short order, I bought, uh, Mississippi Fred McDowell record. I do not play no rock and roll. And so like that kind of was my, um, uh, you know, entree into American folk music and, and, um, you know, just sort of spiraled outwards from there, you know, (laughs) spiraled downwards from there into, you know, um, you know, I fell in love with The Clash early on, and The Exploited, I really liked that band, and Stiff Little Fingers, and Gang of Four, uh, The Minutemen, Black Flag, um, X was a huge influence on me, um, you know, and it just... So it's it's always been me. It's always what that's what I've always done. I've never wanted to do anything else but play guitar in a band. Yeah, you know, and uh, I got to do it.
0: This next track is Kid Domino. It's on the album he also released this week. Hey, Pete Krebs.
3: Take a Who will tie his shoes? So, slow down and think about.
0: His journey as a musician has taken him on the road with the likes of Pearl Django and more he's self taught and has explored everything from jazz to country.
1: My connection with what would what would be like you know the straight ahead jazz world is really tenuous because yeah. you know I essentially play swing music you yeah know, v- you know variety of, of okay. you know whether it's you know, gypsy jazz or whether it's older kind of a great American songbook kind of stuff. Because you were or, with
0: Pearl Django at one point.
1: Yeah, I played with Pearl Django for a yeah. while. I was their rhythm player. Um, and now Western swing music. It's all, you know, to me it's dance music. Mm-hmm. So it's like that to me is the initial delineation. Right. It's like, are you playing for dancers? Or are you playing for listeners? And, you know, that's a schism that really has gone back to the mid '40s, you know, um, mm-hmm. with the coming of bebop, it's like you know, don't dance, listen. You know, jazz as art, which I, you know, I'm all for that. But it's like I'm, you know, I'm not a trained musician.
0: Krebs is ever evolving, constantly learning, yet still finds a way to stay firmly in his roots.
1: To be perfectly honest with you, I, I'm not into learning how to play that stuff. You know, like I like, <laughs> I like the, I like making people happy yeah you know um, I like interacting with people that are into their own thing like you know swing dancing or just like geeky old weird music Um, you know I like creating a scene around that it's very social you know it's not profound necessarily on the same level as maybe you would experience um, in the more straight-ahead jazz world or avant-garde jazz world. Again, you know, mad props to everybody from those scenes. But um, you know, I, I mean, I kind of approach jazz from uh, kind of with a little bit more of a punk rock attitude because that—that's my roots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, for me, it's like a do-it-yourself sort of thing. I got to do it,
0: in my and you life. get to do it.
1: I do get to do it. I
0: mean, you're still pretty young.
1: Well, I just turned fifty a couple of days ago.
0: Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. So, That's a big one.
1: It's a big one. It's a pretty weird one, but yeah, it's uh, uh, it's been a pretty good life, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the act of doing, and um, you know, engaging with that sort of um, flow. Yeah. That's, that's what I like. That's why I do it. You know, I mean, you certainly don't become a professional musician for the money. (laughs) So, you know, you, you have to find like something that, that sustains you into your, you know, fourth decade of doing it. You know, I mean, it's like, there's gotta be something else. So, uh, you know, for me, it's just, um, it's just, you know, that's just who I am. Mm -hmm. This is what I do.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Gritty Birds on X-Ray FM. We're a podcast, so check back on Thursday for its release on all your favorite podcast networks and a video portrait with footage from Hazel's Mississippi release show. You can see Pete at his release show Friday for Hey Pete Krebs, at the Oregon Hall of Fame concert on Saturday, and at the Hazel Show supporting Chloe Udaly on October 30th. You can find me on socials at G-R-I-T-T-Y-B-I-R-D-S. Gritty Birds just started a push for support We launched an amazing video this week in partnership with videographer Tyler Bertram. My Patreon account is up and running, and I'm setting a goal of 200 a month by the end of 2016. Special thanks to Amy Burton for transcribing this week's episode, and Stephanie Linares for covering Hazel's live show. P.S. iTunes reviews. iTunes reviews. See you next week with Seattle artist Maya Manser.